Hey there, in this episode of the Rest Face Weight Loss Podcast series, I'm going to depart a little bit from the series that we are in the middle of right now, um, talking about stress. And I'm going to venture into an episode that I was inspired. <laughs> I was inspired to do today just because of what I'm in the middle of right now. I'm in the middle of a Daniel fast. I'm about um, seven days, eight days into nine days, maybe into the Daniel fast, which if, uh, if you haven't, if you don't know what the Daniel fast is, um, the Daniel fast was derived from uh, a story in the Bible from the prophet Daniel, who went on a 21 day fast, uh, where a 21 day fast for the Israelites, for the Israelites in the Bible. And, uh, it says in the scripture that he ate no choice foods, um, now there isn't uh, in the Bible. There's no specific account of what it is that he did eat or what he didn't eat. Um, one of the things that people have gathered is that he did not eat any meat for those 21 days um, and did not eat any bread for those 21 days. And so, pe- people who uh, do Daniel fasts today, there are different kind of lists of foods that you can that you should and shouldn't eat on a Daniel fast very subjective but I decided to fast from meat um, and all meat like products so uh, including like eggs and dairy and and those things Um, so I'm fasting from meat I'm fasting from all sugars except for natural sugars that come from fruit I'm also fasting from sweeteners. Uh, I'm fasting from including honey. Um, One of the sweeteners, I don't do sweeteners. Typically, the only sweetener that I do is stevia, but I'm fasting from stevia as well. Um, I'm fasting from... uh, I'm fasting from uh, all wheat, gluten, uh, just a variety of things. So I'm pretty much eating like a vegan diet, so to speak. And I've been doing that for the past nine days. And as a nutrition coach, doing this fast purely for spiritual reasons, but (laughs) unable to disconnect the nutritional and weight loss aspect from it. I want to give some tips for those of you who are vegetarians that are looking to lose weight. If you're a vegetarian and you want to lose weight, then I want to give you some tips on and on what you can do and how to manipulate your meals in order to lose weight, just based on the experience that I'm having right now with this Daniel Fest. But first, in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach. I'm a wife. I'm a mom of three. I work full time. I run a business. Um, I run kind of actually two kind of businesses. And so I understand the difficulty in prioritizing what's needed to achieve your weight loss and body composition goals when you just don't have the time or energy to do so. Um, I talk, I've spoken frequently about just a, a little bit of a background into my history and my past, but I struggled with my weight in between my pregnancies. I kept packing on more and more stubborn baby weight after each pregnancy. And in between those pregnancies, I would try everything possible to lose the stubborn weight, but I would always end up gaining back even more weight than I lost. And then I would get pregnant again. 
And then I would have the baby, like, stop breastfeeding, try to lose weight, maybe lose a couple pounds, and then gain back even more. And it was like that for my three pregnancies until four years ago when I decided, okay, this is no longer about just my weight and how I want to look. This is now about the fact that I need to live. Like, I am on my way to dying an early death because I cannot get a handle on myself. I can't get a handle on this. So four years ago, finding a, a strategy that, a, that fits so just perfectly into my exceptionally busy lifestyle, what I discovered is that all the things that we believe are required to lose weight, all of the most popular things out there, um, that all of the gurus and, and fitness experts and uh, Instagram models and things say, oh, you got to do this. And I, that's, it's not true. It's not true. It works. Not that it doesn't work for some people. For some people doing just following the standard protocols that are out there on the interwebs, which just works just fine. But for many of us, especially because I believe that the stat is that it's like 48% of uh, the of human population in the entire world is obese. And I'll have to double check that stat. Um, but there's a large percentage of overweight and obese people on this planet. And so obviously, if it were just as simple as Googling how to lose weight and following what you learned in Google, then that percentage wouldn't be so high, right? So there's obviously something deeper, there's something more. And what I discovered, I discovered what what there is, I discovered how deep weight loss actually goes. And not just losing weight, but being able to sustain that weight loss. And so rest-based weight loss is a term that I, that I use to describe my approach to weight loss, which is very gentle. It's hands-off, and it focuses on balancing the metabolism and keeping stress hormones low so that weight loss can happen effortlessly and so that it can stay off forever. That's what rest-based weight loss is. So if this is your first time listening... I would definitely encourage you to subscribe and follow specifically if you seem to have tried everything. If you're trying everything, if you tried everything and nothing seems to work or you can never sustain any of your results, then this podcast is for you. Okay. Because I give you some insight into why that is into why it is that it's, it's almost impossible to achieve and sustain results. There are, there's an alternative way. And my goal as a nutrition consultant, as a weight loss coach is to give you what that alternative way could be for you specifically. Okay. So let's talk about just some weight loss tips for vegetarians. I won't be too long. Um, my biggest, the, the biggest struggle I believe with weight loss and vegetarianism is the protein. The biggest issue is the protein, and I'll tell you why. Uh, how do I say this in a way that is helpful and doesn't offend? So the protein options for vegetarians that supply the type of protein that is required for sustainable weight loss the type of protein that's required for sustainable weight loss is is protein that mitigates your hunger hormones and that keeps you full for as long as possible so that you don't have to so that you can take time in between your meals 
and so that you don't have to keep kind of grazing throughout the day. I'll back up just a little bit. The key to sustainable weight loss is regulating your insulin. The longer you can go keeping your blood sugar stable so that you don't release insulin, then uh, the more successful you'll be at losing and sustaining weight, okay? So the issue is that the macronutrients that provide enough, uh, that provide enough satiation with hunger in order to create more time and space in between your meals without you feeling hungry. So getting enough food to like satisfy you. The only macronutrients that provide that are protein and fiber. Okay. But the, the problem is that most fiber options, most fiber and protein options contain a high amount of starch. For example, beans, lentils, quinoa, yes, are great protein options for vegetarians. However, they're also starchy carbs. They also contain, especially beans and lentils, they contain a high amount of starch. Quinoa contains a high amount of carbohydrates. Are starches and carbs bad? And no, they're not bad. When it comes to weight loss, no, they're not bad. The issue is the blood sugar. It's the blood sugar issue. If you're overeating, if you're eating, if you're overeating starchy carbs, you're overeating starch, you're overeating carbs, even if it has protein in it. If you're overeating, then it's going to raise, it's going to elevate your blood sugar. And no, it's not going to elevate your blood sugar as high as like eating donuts will, but it's still going to elevate your blood sugar if you eat too much. So if you eat too much, if you eat too many beans because you're trying to get full, then it's going to elevate your blood sugar and then it's going to release insulin. And every time insulin is present in your body, then, then your ability to burn fat, your body's ability to burn fat shuts off while insulin is present. When insulin is present, fat burning stops and, and ceases and desists. So that's the issue for vegetarians. Weight loss can only occur when insulin, when, when your blood sugar is balanced and insulin is, is, um, and insulin remains stable. But the only macronutrients that satisfy hunger are protein and fiber. But the only protein and fiber sources that vegetarians can eat also contain high amounts of starch and or carbs that elevate blood sugar. So do you, do you see, so do you understand like the whole catch 44 thing? Do you see the cyclical like issue at hand? So a lot of vegetarians, I'm sure like, I don't understand why I have a weight issue. I'm a vegetarian. What the heck? And this is, this does not apply to everyone, but for those that are vegetarians and, and have an issue losing or maintaining their weight, the issue is not what you're eating. The issue is your insulin. The issue is your inability to regulate your insulin based on the foods that you're eating. So ideally, ideally the first priority should be creating meals, having meals that allow you to try to go between like 
three to three and a half hours in between your meals. If you can create about a three to three and a half hour gap in between your meals, then you're doing specifically what you can in order to regulate your insulin. I don't know what... (laughs) I don't know what that looks like. And, and going three to three and a half hours in between your meals, that doesn't mean you hit hour two and you're starving and you're like, I just have to, I just got to tough it out. I got to get to the three to three and a half hour mark. No, because when, because when you're starving and when you're hungry, um, that releases cortisol. And, and cortisol also uh, releases, uh, cortisol releases other hormones that lead you to actually holding on to fat instead of letting go of it. So that's not the answer either. Um, so the answer is packing in your meals with as much fibrous vegetables, green, leafy, fibrous vegetables as you can possibly stomach. That's the answer. Every meal has to be like an extraordinary experience of extremely, like just as many, like as many vegetables as you can possibly eat. So your portion sizes have to be out of control for your meals. And I'm sure it's easier as a vegetarian to like be able to eat every one and a half to two, two and a half hours, just kind of grazing here and there on fruits and vegetables and nuts and those types of things and other protein sources. But if you can for weight loss, I'm just talking about for weight loss. If you can get yourself to a place where you're eating three to three and a half really big meals consisting of as many vegetables as you can possibly stomach. And then also making sure that the vegetable dishes that you prepare are delicious. They're seasoned really well. Okay. There's a lot of variety that you're having a good experience while you're enjoying your meal because that will provide both the satiation and the satisfaction factor that's needed for sustainability. Right. So if you can do that and then you can add in just just like three to four days of very gentle weightlifting weightlifting workouts not like overdoing it not over pumping because you you know you're not eating you're not eating enough calories in all of those vegetables you're not eating enough calories to be able to sustain and supply enough energy for like a really high impact powerful workout not saying that you can't do that but that for weight loss that's going to that's going to be very counterproductive because that's just going to send your body into stress mode and a stressed body does not release weight. So you want to do like three to three and a half ginormous vegetarian meals with as many vegetables as you possibly can stomach going about three to three and a half hours in between your meals and then uh, lifting weights three to four times a week for about 15 minutes a time. That literally is all you need. And on your off days, go for like a 15 to 20 minute walk. That's it. That's it. Okay. So uh, give these tips a try. I, I really hope it's helpful. Um, definitely give it a try for about four to six weeks and see if that makes a difference. Any time, like any sooner than four to six weeks, uh, you're not going to really be able to tell whether or not it's having an impact 
once you hit about the four, five, six week mark, you'll be able to know whether or not this is helping you or, or not. Okay. So those are the tips that I have. Um, tomorrow we will resume our stress series. We'll go back to talking about stress and weight gain. And once again, uh, if you found this episode helpful or you're looking forward to hearing more about rest-based weight loss and that approach, that gentle approach to effortless weight loss, then please follow, please subscribe, please come back, okay? All right, thanks so much for uh, for listening. This was another episode of the Rest-Based Weight Loss podcast series. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban, and I can't wait to talk to you next time.